Frighters, I'm Holland Elise, and this is Fight or Fright. Hello, amazing Frighters! And as I promised, this is your second episode this week. That is right, you get my voice in your ear holes two times this week. And I mean, aren't you guys lucky? I was recently told by a Chick-fil-A employee that I have a great voice. So I guess in these times, I got that going for me. And I just want to say at the top, if you like this podcast, please give me a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or tell your friends. Please, please, please. I love doing this. I love you guys. I would love more people to listen It would mean so much to me. You guys are great. Thank you. And before I start, I want to apologize again for my brief hiatus. I do love doing this podcast and I will not be gone that long again, especially without letting you know. And you guys are just the bomb diggity. So now let's get into our next holiday themed case. We are going back to the year 2011. On December 2nd, 2011, A man named Phil Axt went to his twin sister's home to check on her. His sister was Michelle O'Dowd. She worked for her brother, and he became nervous when she didn't show up for work. And because she worked for him, it was very apparent that she was missing. So he went to check on her. He walked around the house multiple times. Phil noticed from the moment that he walked into the house that things were a little bit awry. There were tables and chairs that were turned over and the place looked ransacked. Also, O'Dowd's dog and car were still at her residence, which made Phil concerned, to say the least. The one thing he couldn't find at first was his sister. He kept looking and finally he saw something sticking out from under the Christmas tree. He got closer to take a a closer look at what he was seeing because something looked amiss there. And what it was, was a foot. That is something I never want to see under a fucking Christmas tree. Especially when he pushes away the presents to take a look at the foot that he was seeing. And he found the dead body of his twin sister, Michelle O'Dowd. Which is just fucking awful and heartbreaking. I mean, December 2nd. That's close to, like, just having spent Thanksgiving with her, most likely. And there was a towel placed over the face of the sister. Which, I know this is probably just the crime show person in me, like, SVU and everything. But they always say that when they try to cover the face or something like that, it means remorse. Don't know if that's true. Don't know if that's true in this case. If there's anyone in law enforcement or anything like that that knows, feel free to hit me up and whatever, but there was a towel placed over her face, and once he discovered the body, he got the police involved. Obviously, you just found a dead body. You're gonna get the police involved. And in an autopsy, they discovered that Michelle O'Dowd had been beaten and strangled. And after she was killed, they tried to cover it up and hide her by placing her under the tree and putting the presents around her. It did not take them long to find out who perpetrated this crime. Luckily, there are still some dumbass criminals out there, which one of my favorite shows used to be that stupid show on like True TV or something called World's Dumbest Criminals. Loved that shit. 
it was amazing. But luckily, there's still some dumb criminals. And this bitch went to two ATMs to take out money using Michelle O'Dowd's bank card. How dumb can you be? There's there's cameras at ATMs. There's cameras at banks. It's not like it's 1960. It's 2011. Like, what? <sighs> anyway, they were able to track who committed this crime because they could tell by the ATM withdrawals where she was headed and what direction she was headed. So they were able to find out who it was. They discovered that the murderer was a family friend and her name is is Patty Michelle White. White had dated O'Dowd's nephew and they had since broken up. They had known her for about like about five years and consider her to be a part of their family. White had fallen on hard times and Axed and O'Dowd did everything they could to help her. O'Dowd even let White stay at her home, gave her odd jobs to do, and Phil Axed let her babysit his grandkids for some extra money. She was very close to the family, and they were doing everything they could to help her. I mean, that's as close as, like, a saint on earth as you can get, is this woman letting someone who's not even with your nephew anymore, it's not like she's actually part of the family, and you're letting her stay with you. That's pretty generous and kind. But during the month that White lived with O'Dowd, she was even trusted to use her bank cards and PIN number so that she could buy the both of them groceries. They just stress in everything I read how much White was considered a part of the family. She used the bank cards and PIN numbers to then take $1,000 from two different bank ATMs. I have no idea. And tell me if I'm wrong, but to me it seems like $2,000 is not enough to fucking murder someone. I mean, nothing is enough to murder someone. I think that that's just, in my mind, common sense. It's one of the reasons why I'm so fascinated by true crime is because I just don't think in the same way as them. But for $2,000, and like I said, I could be wrong. This is just my opinion. Don't come after me. But I feel like with the towel placed over the head, only $2,000 being taken... I think that there was more anger and more motivation than just the money. And again, that's just my opinion. I could be completely off base. But while White was living with O'Dowd, it just, it didn't work out. Something happened and White ended up moving back to South Carolina with her parents. And obviously, again, it's my opinion and I cannot say for sure, but there's a part of me that wonders if the reason that she had to move back with her parents is because O'Dowd was going through her finances and started to not trust White with the money. Maybe O'Dowd became suspicious on some of the purchases that White was making or where some of her money was going. Because again, White had access to her bank accounts. So I wonder if she was like taken skimming a little off the top because she had her pin and everything, or maybe even just buying things that she wanted to buy with O'Dowd's cards. I I can't say this for sure, but O'Dowd was said to be so kind and unable to hurt a fly. So that just makes me curious as to if there was something in her bank account when she went to check that worried her because things weren't lining up. Because from what everyone said about O'Dowd, she wouldn't have just 
kicked White out or told her to leave without having a reason. But again, this is this has no basis in truth. It's just an opinion and a passing thought that I had while I was researching it. But again, who knows? Anyway, when looking at footage of what I'm assuming is the ATMs, they noticed that White was trying to disguise herself. But she tried to disguise herself in vain because O'Dowd's family knew right away that it was White on the footage. Using the ATMs, traveling back to South Carolina, where they found her, they found White in the passenger seat of a car that her mom was driving. White's mom was driving on the road when police put on their lights, their sirens, pulled them over, and placed White under arrest. At first, she was held on fugitive charges, where they then extradited her back to Florida. Law enforcement were able to obtain the clothes that she had on when she was arrested and examine them. They also looked at the car that she was arrested in, but they found nothing of note, so they ended up releasing the car back to her family. In the end, White pleaded guilty to a second-degree murder charge. In this, she spoke about driving from South Carolina, where she was living at the time with her parents, to Florida, where she committed this crime. White was sentenced by the judge to 45 years in jail. On a side note, Phil later came out and said that people around the neighborhood heard screams and didn't do anything. They didn't call the police. They just minded their own business and did nothing when they heard the screams of Michelle O'Dowd. And he said that that was hard for him to know that no one did anything. I mean, I think that'd be hard for anyone knowing that people heard what was happening and just did nothing. All I can say, like I kind of said at the end of the last episode, Fuck someone who would ruin the joy and magic that is the holiday season by murdering someone and then trying to hide it by fucking putting the body under presents that this poor woman had gotten and wrapped for her family, such as grandchildren. Children. Oh, just so messed up. And guys, it is now time for... The fight is over. Okay, on this one, I'm cheating a little bit, but I was cautiously excited to see it in the headlines. So here it goes. So it was announced this week that an investigative panel was convened at Fort Hood to look into the number of suicides, deaths, and homicides. It relieved or suspended 14 officers for contributing to a culture of violence, sexual assault, and sexual harassment on the base. Five of the people relieved and suspended were top commanders at Fort Hood. The panel was convened after the case of Vanessa Guillen garnered major media attention around the nation, around the world, but the culture was nothing new. And the violence, sexual assault, and everything had been going on for a while. Like I said, it was a culture, but they have fired and suspended people who they believed were contributing to this culture. Like I said, it is a little bit different than most of the fight or the fright is over that I usually do. I feel and I hope that these suspensions and firings are a step in the right direction because the woman slash men or just fucking people in general that are serving our country deserve to feel safe on the bases they are living on. 
They shouldn't have to deal with harassment. They shouldn't have to deal with violence. And they most certainly shouldn't feel that the only way out of these situations is completing suicide. So they are doing our country a huge solid. And I have so much fucking respect for the people that put on a uniform every day and serve our country for us and to make our country safer. I just believe that it is a hugely selfless thing for them to do. And they put their lives on the line to keep us safe, most of the time out of a sense of duty. And they shouldn't be put in more danger or they shouldn't be harassed in the workplace. There is so many regulations against harassment, especially sexual harassment in the workplace. Everyone has to do those videos every year about sexual harassment. Fort Hood and other places like that should be no different. And again, I'm not saying every base like is like this. I'm not saying everyone in the like everyone in the military is like this. I'm just saying that hopefully this starts a new conversation about bases and harassment and sexual assault in the military. And I really hope that this is just one step forward, even if it's a small step, one step forward and one step in the right direction. That is the fright is over. So you can find me on Fight or Fright Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at Fight Fright Pod on Twitter. You can find me on TikTok at Fight or Fright Podcast. And you can just chat with me. Send me an email. Send me a suggestion. You know, on my email, which is fightorfrightpod at gmail.com. Again, if you have time, please give a five-star rating and review. If you can't do that, please just tell a friend. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'll see you on the flip side. And remember, don't fight this fright, bitches. Adios till next time. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Fight or Fright. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fight or Fright Pod and on Gmail at fightorfrightpod at gmail.com. Twitter is the only one that's a little bit different in there, and that's at fightfrightpod. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it, and it would really help me if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Even just spreading the word to family, friends, people you know that enjoy true crime, mysteries, paranormal, all of that kind of stuff. And this is Holland. And I'll see you next week when I tell you another crazy story. And remember, you don't have to fight this fright. <laughs>